your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Welcome into another week on this Monday, Memorial Day. May 25th, 2020, your boy Q here. And before we get into today's episode, definitely want to shout out to everyone who's uh, ever given any kind of sacrifice as far as uh, being a member of the armed forces, uh, any kind of military affiliation, anyone who's lost anybody in the line of, uh, you know, in in the line of duty uh, and everybody. Just remember, I mean, Memorial Day is a holiday for a lot of people. I didn't even have to do a radio show today on ESPN Central Texas, and I'm very rarely off, but uh, off today because of Memorial Day. But we all definitely need to remember what Memorial Day really is. It's not just a day to, you know, put some meat on the grill and have, uh, you know, have some beers and have some folks over the house. And even though everyone enjoys doing that, uh, and please do and have a good day today, whatever you're, you're doing. The weather here in Central Texas isn't looking like it's going to be great barbecue weather, but it's all good. Either way you look at it, it's still a day off. But uh, just remember what today is all about, Memorial Day, and, and thank Thank a veteran. Thank, uh, you know, thank anyone who, who has uh, lost someone in their family. You know, I mean, think about this just because, uh, you know, there's there's family members that have, have lost their lives. And, and then there's there's the ones that are at home. You know, you still have to, to think about the ones that are at home holding down the house while their uh, loved ones go and uh, sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice and, uh, you know, defend our freedom and, and defend what we have here in the United States of America. And, you know, I, I talk about this probably three, four times a year and probably three or four times not enough, you know. We probably should recognize and speak on it more than we uh, actually do. But on a day like today, uh, definitely just remember what it's all about. And uh, again, Memorial Day has a very deep meaning and I appreciate it to anyone out there who has uh, ever had anything to do with the armed forces and, uh, you know, helped out in defending our freedom. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And uh, that's just I mean, that's just what you have to do on a day like today, man. You have to absolutely 100 percent remember the ones that lost their lives. Coming up on today's show, in segment number three, I'll have your calls and your texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, as I usually do, 707-654-4693. Again, 707-654-4693. Segment number two is really some news and notes that, that came out on Friday in, in the world of the NFL, but I really want to talk about it in a major way. So in segment number two, I'm going to talk about Jamal Adams, the safety, the big stellar safety from the Jets. His name is up in the trade blocks and the trade headlines again because, well, the Jets can't come to agreement on his contract just yet. Uh, he's holding out of the virtual meetings, which whatever. I mean, a virtual meeting, who knows what uh, you know what he's really missing. But he's not there in attendance right now. And uh, sounds like his name is in the trade blocks again and, and trade headlines again. And so there's, uh, there's rumors of what the Jets want for him, a first and a third. 
a first and a third for Jamal Adams. And oh, by the way, you're going to have to, you know, give him a contract extension. We'll talk about that in segment number two. I know that was a hell of a preview right there, but we'll talk about it in good length in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I will give you the news and the notes of the day, as I always do. And before I get into the news and the notes of the day, I do want to thank everyone who listened to The Silver and Black today on CBS Sports, 1140 a.m. Sunday morning from uh, 8 to 9 on the West Coast, 10 to 11 Central Time at 11 to noon Eastern. Uh, I want to thank everyone who chimed in, who sent a tweet my way, sent a tweet Scott's way, just uh, saying that they heard the show and they appreciated hearing me on the show. And uh, I I, had a good time on it. Uh, We had a couple good guests on the show. Uh, Actually, I wish we had had an opportunity to talk a little bit more, just have a little bit more conversation time, but we we didn't because it's only an hour show. And I really didn't like the way that my audio sounded because uh, I was on Skype, and I, I tell you all the time that I'm not a big Skype fan, especially when I have the good equipment at the house, which I was using, but the, the equipment, when it comes over Skype, it still just doesn't, it sounds like it's on Skype. And so I, I being a perfectionist, wasn't very happy about the quality of the sound, but still was happy to be on the show. And so hopefully I get to be on it again. And if I do, if and when, I will absolutely let you know. But I did want to thank everyone who chimed in. And a lot of people sent me t- uh, text messages or tweets saying that they heard it and they thought I did a good job. So definitely appreciate that. So let's go ahead now and jump into the news and the notes of the day. And of course, you know, the show, as always, is being brought to you by Built Bar. My uh, box of Built Bars are on the way. I just got the email from the guys. Should be here any day now. Matter of fact, I had one of those Built Bar boost drinks uh, a little bit earlier. Earlier this morning, really, really good. Uh, that's one that you can order from there as well. I had a pina colada boost, and all you do is add it to water, and it was really, really good. So anyway, I'll tell you all about the Built Bar here at the end of segment number one. But let's go ahead and jump into the news and the notes of the day as I do. So the first thing I want to bring to the table, I want to talk about that onside kick rule, uh, what they're trying to talk about, picking up that fourth and 15 from the 25. Uh, that idea that they're going to bring to the table this week, as a matter of fact, I believe on Thursday is when it's going to be talked about. And uh, I talked about it at pretty good length last week and saying that I just needed to know a little bit more details on it. And uh, all I really kind of knew was that uh, it, there was an alternate alternative to the onside kick. It would allow a team a chance to maintain possession by going for it on fourth and 15 from their 25-yard line. Because, well, the onside kick really just does not, uh, it doesn't work very often. But uh, there's an updated, there's some updated language to the rule, which I think is really, really good. And it does not specify that a team must be trailing to be able to attempt it. So really, a team could decide that this is going to be their strategy. Just like you don't need to, you know, you don't need to be trailing to, to do an onside kick because you could start a game with an onside kick if you really want to be a little creative. So they're basically saying that it doesn't matter when you do it. It doesn't matter if you're trailing. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, two minutes left in the game it does not matter you can go for the fourth and 15 from your 25 yard line whenever you want but you're only allowed to do it twice a game so you have to be strategic with it because you're only allowed to try it attempt it twice a game so it's a fun addition if they do go ahead and approve it I think it'll be a lot better than obviously the onside kick because like I mentioned the onside kick is just about non-existent anymore really it's very rare that you ever see an onside kick recovered anymore so I think the fourth and 15 would be Pretty fun and pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, coaches would have to roll the dice when they feel like they needed to, you know. And and uh, if you only have twice a game you could use it, you got to be really strategic at the times when you use it. So that's going to be voted on and discussed on Thursday of this week. Also, I wanted to pass along a little bit of audio. Every once in a while, I'm scrolling either through Twitter or I see somewhere on the Internet or maybe I hear it on the radio myself and I hear some audio that I think is some good stuff to bring to the table on the podcast. And so I'll do that. And uh, so one that caught my eye over the weekend was Mad Max. 
Max Crosby. He was on Sirius XM Radio, really was talking about himself and his rookie year and how he started off not really even a starter. You know, didn't start the season until about halfway through the season, and then he came on strong. And so, really, uh, they were just asking him about, you know, his expectations for himself, what he's trying to do, what he needs to do better in 2020. So here is Mad Max Crosby talking on Sirius XM Radio. I'm trying to just be a 2.0 version of myself. You know, obviously last year I didn't I didn't even get to start until almost halfway through the year. So, um, you know, I kind of got things rolling late and um, I'm just I'm fired up to get, you know, start from day one and go in there and prove to everybody that I'm a I'm a dominant force. Um, you know, I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. And I know this defense and all the people around us, you know, we're expecting the same. You know, I know Trayvon is is going to be much better this year, even though he had a great rookie year. I know John Abram is coming back from an injury, and he's he's ready to prove to people what he's what he's about. I know Cleveland's going to be you know ready to come back, and I know I can go on and on and on, but we we really are fired up, and I think I think we got some guys who are really hungry and love the game. So um, it's it's due for a for a scary combination, and I'm you know I'm just fired up to get everybody on the field and get this thing rolling again. Max, what has you most excited about the Raiders moving into their new stadium in Las Vegas? And how do you think the change of scenery, upgraded facilities, a locker room where the water isn't leaking all the time, all those things can help this team once the headquarters are allowed to open? You know, obviously it's amazing. It's awesome. The, the stadium is insane. The facilities are insane. Um, but that's not going to necessarily help us win football games. You know, it, it's between the lines that's going to help us. Obviously the scenery is going to be huge for us. Um, you know, it's going to be huge for the whole organization, you know, have a different, you know, different fan base. Um, you know, the whole, you know, Oakland's going to travel, LA is going to travel. <laughs> um, and it's just going to be a, it's going to be a party every single Sunday, um, in that stadium. So that's obviously huge, but, um, all the fancy stuff and all that, you know, that's definitely awesome. But, um, what we need to focus on is us and this, and this team and, get to the level we need to get to to, you know, make a make a serious run at it this year. So there it was right there, Mad Max Crosby on with Sirius XM Radio talking about himself, talking about his expectations, what he's going to do. You heard himself say he's going to be a, a 2.0 version of himself. And then you heard them double down and ask about the stadium and the, you know, the new facilities in Henderson and how great that'll be to go from being a laughingstock at the Coliseum to, oh, the best stadium and best facilities really in the NFL. And he's right. You know, it's going to be great to have all the bells and whistles, but you got to get out there there and got to make it happen on the field. It's not going to help them win the games, but it'll be nice. It'd be really, really nice to be in a state of an art building uh, as far as facilities go, and then obviously the stadium as well. Now, I had another piece of audio that I wanted to bring to the table, and a couple people have pointed this out uh, to me. Jordy Nelson, and Jordy Nelson was only a Raider for a quick minute. He was on the Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about, well, just about everything. But Derek Carr, the subject of Derek Carr came up. And, of course, that's a subject that's very sore with Raider Nation. It's either you're one way or the other. It's all, I mean, you, you know, it's almost like you can never be in the middle with Derek Carr. It's like you got to go, like, super to the left or super to the right. And, uh, you know, at the same time, Derek Carr is a starting quarterback for the Raiders. And, and I've said it before, for them to have the best chance to win this year at least, he's going to be under center. But uh, Pat McAfee was asking about Derek Carr and the the criticism that he gets and it feels warranted. So here's uh, Jordy Nelson explaining what he sees in Derek Carr on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Derek Carr gets a lot of heat. Gets a lot of heat. Does he? Is it warranted or not? No, it's not. Um, guy's extremely smart, very talented, works extremely hard, um, can make the throws, does it all. I think he's been in a tough situation. I think similar to what Alex Smith dealt with with the 49ers. 
um, of just constantly rotating through uh, coaches and offensive coordinators, and which is, then means a whole new scheme. And, yeah, he's smart enough to pick it all up and be able to run it, but it's getting all the offensive linemen on the same page, getting all the running backs, the receivers, the tight ends. And then, I mean, I not to know too much about the Raiders, but, I mean, it hardly seems like they keep a lot of guys for long term. Yeah, it feels like I mean, they're, they're very short, so he's constantly dealing with new receivers. I mean, I went in, when I went there, I think there was one, well, they ended up getting rid of Amari, so there's only one other receiver that he had, like, played a game with. And then he had me and a couple other guys, and then the following year, all of us were gone, and he had a whole new group. So, I mean, then you compare that to Aaron in Green Bay, where he was in the same offense for 10-plus years, the same receivers that were there for, like, six, eight years at a time that slowly developed and figured out the system and got that chemistry going. So it makes a difference when you're not able to keep that chemistry from year one to year eight to ten and every two years, you're constantly swapping guys in and out to get any sort of rhythm. So there's Jordy Nelson right there on the Pat McAfee show talking about Derek Carr and why he doesn't really deserve all the heat that he gets. And I mean, he's right about the continuity. And that's something that we've talked about on this podcast multiple times that the continuity that he's now having with John Gruden, with Greg Olson, with the, you know, just everyone being the same, same familiar, same, same scheme and everything. I mean, that that's going to go a long way for his success and everyone else. I mean, it's not just about Derek Carr. It's about the success of the team in general. You just can't always have turnover at the coach's position and think that you're going to have a successful team. And, you know, Derek Carr, along with everyone else has come in the league uh, for the Raiders since Derek Carr's been in the league, has had a ton of turnover. Hell, there's been a lot of turnover with the Raiders in general for many, many years since John Gruden was the coach the first time. So, I mean, just think about that. Just go back and look through the history of the Raiders coaches after John Gruden left, after he was traded in the middle of the night to Tampa Bay. And you go and see all that. There is no continuity there whatsoever. So that could only help a team. That's never going to hurt a team when there is continuity. When there isn't, when there's a lot of turnover, constant turnover, that's always going to hurt a team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is, I think, a good opportunity for Derek Carr to do some things this year. Uh, The third year under John Gruden, same offensive scheme. Nobody can even really talk about the offensive coordinator. I mean, you could talk about Greg Olson, but everyone knows that this is John Gruden's offense. So, I mean, there really isn't any worries about the offensive coordinator position. As long as John Gruden is calling the shots, it's, it's what he does, you know, so... Uh, I just feel like he's in a better position. And that's going to go with anyone down the line. If they ever bring in another quarterback, it'll still be that way because the continuity will be there. The coaching staff is going to be there. They all have long-term deals, which is a good thing. So now you got to go out there and win, take advantage of it. But I love the fact that, you know, every offseason, the last three offseasons, you haven't had to worry about the Raiders in a coaching search. I'm telling you, that's something that Raider fans have done way too much of, having to go through coaching search after coaching search after coaching search. So that's what I got for you today for, well, for segment number one, news and notes of the day. Segment number two, it still kind of continues with some news and notes because word came out on Friday about Jamal Adams and the fact that uh, he may not be long for the Jets. And then again, maybe they'll sign him to a long-term deal today. Who knows? I mean, he might get something done and knocked out, and this will be a conversation that won't even matter. But uh, we'll talk about it in segment number two. Jamal Adams, a first and a third. That's what the Jets sound like, or at least it's being reported that they're looking for for Jamal Adams. We'll talk about that in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, 
I told you I was going to talk to you about Built Bar. And the Built Bar has been sponsoring the Locked On Raiders podcast and every Locked On NFL podcast all month long uh, of the month of May here on the Locked On Network. And I'll tell you right now, man, uh, they were really good. They were really good bars. I've actually only had reviews from one person that said that they weren't feeling the Built Bar. And I'm going to tell you that. I'll be 100% honest with you. Maybe that's not something that I'm supposed to say if I'm doing the advertisement for it. But I'm going to keep it real with you. You know, everyone that's hitting me up and giving me a testimonial about them, they've said how they like them, if they like them in the fridge, which ones they like the most. And, you know, I had one guy hit me up and say, yeah, Q, it's just not for me. Not really a fan of it. So that happens. You know, everything is not for everybody. So for the most part, and I kind of find it to be, you know, interesting when I actually enjoy it. And I went out of my way to to buy another box of them. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I actually have my box coming. I got a box of 18 on the way that should be here uh, sometime this week. But I'm not a guy, Raider Nation. If, If you, I mean, you've listened to me long enough, you'll know. And if you know me personally, you'll know. I'm just not a guy who eats candy bars. I just, you won't catch me eating candy bars. You won't catch me eating protein bars. I mean, I just really don't do that. But for some reason, when I tried these and I tried them because they gave us a sample box of them, I really enjoyed them. I really did. I I, I think one of the biggest things is it wasn't too big. I don't want a big old fat. I mean, like the Gatorade bar is big and fat and it's good, but it's just so big. And, uh, you know, I just, that didn't sound right. But anyway, either way, just, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Just don't, don't really want that that bloated feeling, but this is perfect. Uh, it has a candy bar flavor to it, but it's a protein bar, and it's really good for you. They got a lot of different flavors that you could choose from. You can get a, a mix and match box like I did. You can get three flavors. You can get five flavors. You can get ten flavors, whatever you want to do. You can get uh, you, you can customize it. All you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first box. I got a box of 18 for less than 30 bucks. It's not bad. Box of 18 for less than 30 bucks. Straight up, I'll tell you how much it costs. And that's with the $10 off. So, uh, you know, BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Try them today, and I pretty much guarantee that you'll enjoy them. All right? Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Memorial Day. Hopefully, you have a really good day today, no matter what time you listen to this podcast. Hopefully, you uh, are at at the house with some loved ones, maybe uh, putting some meat on the grill, having a couple cold ones, whatever you're doing, enjoying your uh, Memorial Day weekend. I mentioned it earlier in the show that it's strange, man. I'm like a fish out of water without having a, a show on ESPN Central Texas today. We actually took the day off as well, so I really don't uh, I really don't know what to do with myself, but it's all right. Uh, we're going to work it out. And so uh, right about now in segment number two, going to talk about Jamal Adams, safety out of, well, he's with the Jets, and uh, he's been in the league for three years now. He's looking for a contract extension, wants one before he gets into camp this year, and he's actually not attending the virtual camps right now. Because of that, he wants to get his contract extension done. Uh, the Jets floated his name at the trade deadline during the season last year and uh, ultimately didn't end up making the move. The Cowboys were apparently in on it, uh, but they didn't They didn't uh, make the move. The, the deal was too rich. They were asking for too much, and so they kept, kept Jamal Adams. And then they basically you know, gave him the old, oh, yeah, we'd rather – keep you anyway because you're a staple of this defense and you're one of the key players, a captain of this team, yada, yada, yada. You know how that goes. Once they didn't trade him, they tried to make it all good with them. So this offseason, they've been talking contract extension with them and they're working on getting that contract extension done. But apparently it's hit another snag. And of course, his name now popped back up in the trade you know, rumors. And so who knows what's ultimately going to happen. I'll start this whole conversation with saying he probably will end up with the Jets and probably won't be traded. 
But at some point, I would think, and I know if I was in that position, I get tired of hearing my name always up in the trade trade rumors. You know, I'd be like, man, damn, just trade me at this point. You know, just just pull the trigger, get it over with. You know, and I, I know that if he does get traded, he would like to go to Dallas because he's a dude, he's a young man from Dallas, and uh, so he would like to be with the Cowboys. But look, the Jets, if they were going to trade him, they're going to trade him to a team that gives them the best offer. And right now, what's being floated out there is a is a first round draft pick and a third round draft pick and I've said this multiple times especially leading up to the draft that I'm not a guy who's ever in favor of giving up draft capital and giving up a contract extension a big fat contract extension because that's what you're gonna have to do with Jamal Adams you're gonna have to give him a huge contract extension and you're gonna have to give up those draft picks that I mentioned a first and a third if that's exactly what they want they might end up saying that they want more than that but just say it is a first and a third and this is actually a conversation I was hoping that I was going to be able to have with uh, Scott Goldbranson on uh, CBS Sports 1140 AM uh, on the Silver and Black Today show. I was actually hoping we were going to get in that conversation, but we just didn't have enough time because I think it's a very intriguing thing. And I think Jamal Adams is a hell of a player. Anyone who's listened to me long enough knows I really, really admire and respect the hell out of Jamal Adams just with the player he is. So if you look up and down the Raiders roster, You know, there's a lot of times where I say you can't trade your draft picks because, well, you have too many holes to fill. If you look up and down that Raiders roster, how comfortable would you be with giving up a first and a third? That's a lot of draft capital. It's not just, I mean, look, don't just answer that question quickly and be like, yep, no problem, done. I mean, that's something that you got to think about. You know, that's something that I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden have to think about. This is a hell of a piece. This is a hell of an addition to the team. But giving up a first and a third is a lot of draft capital. It really is. And look, Next year, the Raiders won't have two or three first-round picks. They'll only have one. You know what I mean? They don't have multiple third-round picks, at least not right now. So, you know, you might be giving up a half your draft. I mean, you know what I mean? A first and a third. That's a lot of draft capital. But you also look at the player that you get, a young Jamal Adams. This dude in 2019, let me just tell you, in 14 games, he only, he's only missed two games in his whole career. In 2019, he missed two games. He was in 14 games. He had 70 tackles, six and a half sacks, seven passes defense, an interception, a touchdown, a fumble uh, recovery. He, he was all over the field for the Jets. But six and a half sacks really stands out to me in a major way. He's coming from the safety position. But this dude, let's not make a mistake about it. He is not your average safety. He's just not. He's way more than a safety. He is, I mean, he is an alpha dog. He is one of those guys that makes your team instantly better by him being on the field. I mean, that's just how good he is. He's a young dude, and he's going to be the highest paid safety in the league once he gets his contract deal done. So for a first and a third, how comfortable would you be? I normally would not be comfortable with doing all that. I normally would say, no, 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 bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. You know, I will say, I think when Minka Fitzpatrick was up, I thought, okay, you know what? That could be a a hell of a playmaker at the back end of that defense as well. But he's at least under uh, a rookie contract still. This guy is going to have to get a contract extension. That's the whole problem. That's the whole reason why he's angry uh, with the Jets is because he hasn't got his contract extension yet. So he's going to have to get that done. But I would seriously consider it. I mean, I would seriously, seriously think about rolling the dice with that. I mean, again, I'm not the guy who normally says that. I normally say no, you know, one or the other. You're either going to trade and give up draft capital or you're going to sign someone to a big extension. 
With this guy, I just think he's different. And another reason I think he's different is, and I look at the roster. I currently look at the Raiders roster, and I say, well, the last two seasons in the draft, in my opinion, they've done a really good job of filling the holes that they have. I feel like they did a really good job filling the holes in the offseason as far as free agency goes as well. But look at the current roster as far as safeties go. LaMarcus Joyner. Okay, he's the guy. He's the big money guy, right? His dead cap this year, if just say they were to move on from him before this year, say they were just to release him, that's $11.5 million. So that's not happening. Talked about it multiple times. LaMarcus Joyner is going to be playing for the Raiders in 2020. But in 2021, it's only $2.5 million. Much more manageable, much more easy to just move on from him. And then 2022, it's like one point something million. So, I mean, they, they could really, really move on from him after this year. Again, the dead cap hit is $11.5 million. I can't see the Raiders just, just eating that. I'd have a problem with that. That's bad. That's bad money management. You got Jonathan Abram, who everyone is excited about. Everybody in Raider Nation is fired up about Jonathan Abram because he is going to be the dude, right? He played in one game. And, yes, he does show uh, a lot, and it sounds like he's going to be uh, a big-time player, someone that uh, you know a lot of people are excited about, but he hasn't shown it yet. But you have to assume he's going to hold down one, one safety position. LaMarcus Joyner right now, he's covering the slot, right? I mean, they, that's what they do. I mean, even though everyone, including myself, says he'd be better at safety, I think everyone realizes that he's going to play and co- try to cover the slot as much as possible. He's going to cover the slot until Amik Robinson is ready to take over, and then he'll cover the slot, and then LaMarcus Joyner will probably be gone. Sometime this season, I feel like Amik Robinson will f- fill that slot role, and then LaMarcus Joyner will basically be uh, out there as a guy that they look to move on from. Uh, Dallin Leavitt. Uh, that's a that's a special teams dude, no doubt about it. Jeff Heath, that's a special teams dude. Eric Harris, he's a good player. <laughs> he's a good player, but he ain't Jamal Adams, and he's on a very cheap deal. And then Demarius Randall, they brought him in, and they actually have him listed as a corner, but you know he's going to play the safety role. Uh, Mike Mayock already said that. So the starting safeties for the Raiders in 2020 are going to be Demarius Randall and Jonathan Abram as long as everything goes the way it's supposed to go during training camp and the preseason and they get out healthy and everything. Those are going to be your starting safeties, Demarius Randall and Jonathan Abram. Is that a good back end? Yes. We think, <laughs> you know what I mean? It is, we think. Demarius Randall has seen his better days. He's struggled the last couple seasons. Uh, Cleveland let him go. And Jonathan Abram is a, is a big question mark, even though, including myself, I think he's going to be a good player. Just want to see it. So if Mike Mayock and John Gruden decide, you know what? Let's roll the dice. Let's go ahead and give up that first and a third. Again, a lot of draft capital to give up, but he's not your average safety. If you have Jamal Adams, Jonathan Abram, Man, you have, uh, you know, Prince of Makamura, but obviously he's going to give way to, to Damon Arnett at some point. You got Trayvon Mullen already. I mean, think how salty, think how salty that uh, secondary is. You've already upgraded your linebacking core. I mean, your defense really doesn't have any holes. Where's your hole at? You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you have an absolute alpha dog type dude. You have a guy who very well could wear the green dot. A guy who could line up the whole defense. I mean, a, a guy who could just be that dude. This is a game changer in Jamal Adams. Again, it's something that you have to think about. I think you have to think long and hard about it. I'm not saying that you have to go do it or you should go do it. I'm just throwing it out there. that It's, it shouldn't be something that you just kind of gloss over and say, nah, don't need him. No, nah, he's only a safety. Wouldn't give up that much for a safety. Don't look at Jamal Adams as only a safety. He is the epitome and the absolute definition of a football player, an absolute alpha dog. This dude is next level. It's something that you have to think about. And I'm telling you, I've been wrestling back and forth all weekend long on, 
if I want the Raiders to try to go make a move. I haven't even heard their name associated with them. I heard the Ravens associated with them. I heard, I think, the Saints, obviously the Cowboys. Uh, there's a couple other teams that, that their names have been floated out there. The Raiders, for once, aren't even in the, in the rumor mill uh, about you know thinking about acquiring him. I do know John Gruden really, really respects the hell out of him, though. I know he does. So look, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, to force the narrative and say that the Raiders need to go make that move. But I think the powers that be, Mike Mayock and John Gruden and Paul Gunther, I think they need to sit down and look at each other and have a real deal conversation about it. I'll say that. I absolutely believe there should be conversations being had right now or should have been had already this weekend on, you know what, maybe... Maybe we ought to look into it. At the very least, this is what should happen. At the very least, in my opinion, Mike Mayock should give, the, give a call to the Jets and say, hey, what is it going to take to get him? What, what, what does it have to take to, to get him out of New York and, and get him to Las Vegas? And the Jets are saying that they're not shopping him, but they're listening to offers. So that's basically a under, on the underway of saying that they're shopping him as well. So we'll see what happens. He might not even end up getting out of New York. He might end up signing a long-term deal today, for all I know. But just a player like that, I mean, that is just a next level dude. Raider Nation, I'd love to, to hear from you. And that's why I wanted to talk about it, because I kind of wanted to give the pros and the cons. And I'm not even really making an ultimate decision because I don't want anyone to th think that I'm trying to influence them on what to do or what they should think. I'm just throwing it out there that I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had if it's not already being had. Jamal Adams, a first and a third, and you have to make him the highest paid safety in the league. Would you roll the dice, Raider Nation, and feel like you've just put your team over the top, knowing you won't have a first-round draft pick in 2021 and you won't have a third-round draft pick in 2021, but you will have Jamal Adams. 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line, and those calls and texts are coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we are, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It's time for your texts and your calls. Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's go ahead and get into them. I got a bunch of them I got to get to or got a handful of them I want to get to. I'm not going to get to them all on one show, but definitely uh, want to get to a, a nice little chunk of them. So let's go ahead and start things off with Raider Big H from Melbourne, Australia. That's right. He's calling in from Australia, calling to talk about the upcoming opportunities for the Raiders at the new stadium in Las Vegas. Here he is, Raider Big H from Melbourne, Australia. G'day Q, Raider Big H, 3046, Melbourne, Australia. That's it, Q, Melbourne, Australia. Q, listen, thanks for giving me a bit of airtime on your podcast. I've been listening to a few different podcasts and every podcast I listen to, you're there spreading the word. Mate, on the um, Locked On NFL, mate, there you are hosting the show. You know, locked in Bama, there you are, hosting the show. Mate, spreading the word of the Raiders. Love the work you do. And in all honesty, <laughs> it would be fitting for you to be doing podcasts or radio show out of the Cox Studios in Henderson. You know, it's the perfect fit. So mark the day, pull your finger out. Our boy Q's the man for you. Um, got another point there, uh, Q. I feel for me brothers and sisters out at Oakland and the Bay Area and the Raider Nation with the Raiders going to Vegas. But this is progress, and you cannot ask for anything any better. You know, Allianz Stadium is almost finished, one of the best facilities in the world. You know, and I'm looking forward to the first game when we play the Saints at the Death Star Stadium. 
you know. We, the Raiders, we're always complaining, you know. We're the underachievers. Our team doesn't get enough airtime. No one wants to know us. And look at Mark Davis and the Brains Trust have done, you know. They have pulled off the biggest coup in NFL history. Mate, you've got a, a $1.9 billion facility there with the stadium, you know. Yeah, the headquarters have been sold off. They've just had the teams had a $180 million cash injection. <coughs> Excuse me. What else do you want, mate? Seriously. This is the start of a new dawn. You know, we're cashed up. We've got brand new facilities, mate, and there's nothing better in this world to start off 2020 with what we've got. Um, that's pretty much it for me, Q. I thought I might just put in me two cents worth and um, keep up the good work, stay true to what you do, brother, and I'll be popping in now and then. So all the best to everyone out there and the Raider Nation. This is Raider Big H, 3046, Melbourne, Australia. Peace out, Q. Cheers, Raider Big H, thank you for that call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, man, the, the Raiders have an opportunity, man. They really, really do have an opportunity in a market like Las Vegas that is really blowing up and, and taking over. And, I mean, just so many things are going on in Las Vegas. And for them to be the NFL team there and have the facilities, have the stadium, it's just it's really, really good. It's really exciting, man. I'm, I'm fired up about what they got going on and at the same time disappointed for what Oakland is losing. But, man, this is a new chapter for the Raiders and Raider Nation and I think everyone's really, really going to enjoy it. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up is a text from Roger Lockless. I believe that's what it is. Roger Lockless. He says, longtime Houston Texans fan living in Houston. After this season with the terrible ownership and the even worse head coach, I decided I'm done and I'm officially a Raiders fan. I've always liked the team, but the idea of flying out to Vegas for a weekend game is too good. Just win, baby. That's from Roger Lockless. So there you go. Without ever getting a victory under their belt in the city of Las Vegas, they have a new fan uh, because, well, the Texans and their organization and uh, Bill O'Brien as the head coach and the GM is not making a lot of Texans fans happy and believe me I know doing a radio show in Central Texas I hear about all the Texans fans that are angry at uh, the the ownership of the Texans so uh, uh, yeah welcome to the Raider Nation (laughs) Roger Lockless now a member of the Raider Nation next up is Jake in Kansas City calling in to talk about some other podcasts that he hears and how he feels about this one here he is Jake in Kansas City thank you it's Jake from Kansas City so I guess I'm not really calling in general about the show well Nine a.m. But uh, so I was listening to the Raiders podcast, like upon further review with Eddie Pascal. I got nothing against those guys, and they usually have some pretty cool people on the show. But I mean, you're my Monday through Friday. I got to find something to fill the weekends on the way home from work. But man, they ninety percent of the time talk nothing about the Raiders. Like these guests they have on, they just talk about like what they're brewing at home or like, I mean, like, it's not even like football related. They'll just talk like something called like Bundesliga or something like it's like a German soccer. I'm not really sure. I wasn't paying attention. I kind of zoned out. But like, God, they don't talk about it's the official podcast of the Las Vegas Raiders, like the official one. And they don't even talk about the Raiders 90% of the time or even football. So I guess all I'm trying to say is, I'm just very thankful for your podcast. You're the only one that provides, you know, like unbiased opinion. Uh, I guess you can't have an unbiased opinion, but either way, 
uh, I mean, you put out good stuff. I like the interviews you have. Everyone's dogging you for all the crossover editions, but I mean, you're putting on a show Monday through Friday that is about the, that is about the Las Vegas Raiders. So, I mean, you can't really complain. You can't come up with a, you know, 40 minute show every day with different stuff. The crossover stuff kind of helps fill in the void. But, uh, either way, very appreciative of your show. Been listening to it for over a year now. Called it a couple times. But, uh, it's great, man. Just keep it up. I hope one day you can take over that podcast and it becomes something better because, man, I don't know what they're doing over there. But, uh, thanks for what you do, Q. Keep it up. Jake, thank you so much for that call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different podcasts out there, and there's so many different outlets right now that are doing things, and some people have certain approaches, and of course, you know, if you work for the Raiders at Raiders.com, it's going to be a, a lot, not easier, but you're going to be have a lot more fluff pieces, and you know, when you interview coaches and, and players, you're going to throw them a lot of softballs instead of, you know, really hitting them with some real deal football type questions and, you know, improving the team type questions, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes you'll hear a really, really good one, but then, I mean, at other times it's, it's kind of more difficult again. But everyone has their own little lane that they, they work out of. You know, I work out of my lane. Other guys work out of their lane, you know, and so to expect something on everyone's podcast to be the same is going to be – it's unrealistic, you know what I mean? And so I'm always going to just do me and, and do things the way I feel like I should do them. And other people that have, you know, their outlets, they're going to do uh, the, what they feel is good for them and their audience. And so uh, I appreciate the the compliments and everything, and I'm going to keep doing me. And, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to keep doing them, and, and we'll see what happens down the line. But uh, definitely appreciate that call, my man. Next up is a text from Diego from San Diego. He says, hey, Q, it's Diego from San Diego again. Ever since you made that appearance on the Tyler Bischoff show in Vegas, I've been downloading his podcast just to get more Raider content. And man, oh man, it seems like that guy hates the Raiders. He literally goes out of his way to talk smack about them all the time. How does a radio host in a city with only one professional sports team act like he's too good for the Raiders? I don't need a radio host to butt kiss the Raiders, but at least treat them fairly. They haven't even played a game yet. Vegas needs you, Q. I hope you get a position there soon because I can't stand one more second of that guy and his butt-kissing lackey that laughs at every one of his corny jokes. Much love, Raider Nation. Diego, out. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Tyler's not a Raider fan at all. Uh, and it's funny, it's, he, he's a guy that I talked about last summer when he was talking trash about Derek Carr and the Raiders when his own station was there at, at training camp and they were, like, basically goofing on on uh, the Raiders and I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, uh, that would be a terrible look. I know the owner of my radio station, if he ever sent me somewhere on a trip and I basically made a joke out of it, how mad he'd be because that's his money that he's spending. So I couldn't believe it. Uh, I even smoked him on the show and just, you know, whatever. But when I went on his show, I knew that in advance. I knew that he wasn't a Raider fan, so I knew that I had to really – you know, be on my, my A game because he was going to try to make him sound as bad as possible. But I think with what I, I was able to bring to the table and the way I was, I, I was able to make sense, he really wasn't able to goof on the Raiders like he wanted to. I, thought it, I think he thought he was going to goof on me too, but that didn't happen because, well, I mean, I knew what I was talking about. I knew my stuff. So, uh, you know, and then I know after I, I hung up, he talked about, well, I don't think that the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. And that's fine. I don't think that me – saying that, you know, them making the playoffs, that expectation this year is unreasonable. Uh, I know Kansas City's in the division, but year three of John Gruden, you should expect the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, Tyler's definitely not a, a, a Raider guy. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be. You don't have to be a, a fan of the team to talk about them. I cover the Cowboys in uh, Central Texas. I'm not a Cowboy fan, but, you know, I still talk about them fairly. So, I mean, it's just it, it is what it is, man. Some, some guys have certain ways about themselves, and that's about it. So, 
It is what it is. But thank you so much for that text. Appreciate you. Next up, got a call from my guy, Vader Raider in the 303, talking about the situation currently going on in Oakland, about the A's, and obviously the Raiders not being there, and how really it's a sad situation for the city of Oakland. Here's Vader Raider in the 303. What's up, Q? What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Vader Raider. Um, just want to do uh, speak on something real quick. Basically, it's about um, the failures in Oakland right now. And as an Oakland A's fan, it disheartens me that the city of Oakland is having so many issues because it's a great, great city with a great story history, a sports history. And uh, it can't be denied that it's one of my favorite places in the world because obviously all my sports teams, except for the Warriors, are there. But um, you brought up something about Mark Davis and how, you know, he's done such great things and it's an afterthought and the A's are no longer our problem. But um, back in 2014, I remember that Mark Davis actually tried to help the city by trying to get a joint venture going with the Oakland A's and the Oakland A's turned him down. And um, I remember it's the waterfront. I, I remember correctly. The name of it was the waterfront deal. And that uh, was going to be, uh, homes were going to be built, businesses, there was going to be retail shops, and it was going to be a wonderful thing, plus it was going to be two ballparks, one for the A's, one for the Raiders to play in. And, you know, it's sad what's happened to the city of Oakland, and I, I have to say that, you know, it's really just too bad, but it's a better thing for the Raiders, honestly. And, and I'm telling you, I've, I, you know, Mark Davis, for as much criticism as he has about his haircut and about everything else, might turn out to be an evil genius, Q. And I'll tell you, the things he's doing in Nevada are great. The practice facilities coming along, the stadium is, my goodness, it's just epic. I mean, every time you see that stadium, you're just like, that's our house. That's our new home. That's the home of the Raider Nation. And, uh, you know, I just... You know, I just remember that a long time ago and back in, I think it's 2014, it was spring of 2014 that, you know, that narrative was uh, out there that Mark Davis wanted a joint venture and the city of Oakland said no. So Libby Schaaf, your loss, Mark Davis's gain, obviously. Good things come to those who wait. All right, Raider Nation. Raider Raider, out. There's Vader Raider right there in the 303 talking about the city of Oakland, talking about the situation with the A's and the Raiders. And yeah, man, you bring up a really good point about Mark Davis. He's done some really, really good things with the team since taking over as the owner of the team. And, you know, everything he's got going on with Vegas, Henderson, the facility, the whole state of Nevada. I mean, he's done some really good things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is sad about the situation in Oakland. I hate the fact that, you know, the Raiders are gone. The Warriors are across the bridge in San Francisco. The A's look like they're going to be who knows where they're going to be. Hell, I would be surprised if they end up in Vegas either and I wouldn't even be mad at that I know some people aren't A's fans too I wouldn't be mad at that I, now I'm not saying go play in Allegiant Stadium but I wouldn't be mad if they went to, to Vegas as well I, I would be okay with that you know I really would and uh, I'm an A's fan so I, I just I, I just hate that you know they have that same situation that they're dealing with that that stadium uh, is just bad it used to be a great baseball stadium back in the day when I used to go with my grandpa all the time or my mom or my dad man and we had some really good seats right behind home plate but I mean there was not a bad seat in the house for the the baseball stadium man it was great and then in 95 when the Raiders came back and they started doing all the uh, you know changes to the stadium I mean 
you sit in center field and you wouldn't know if the, the team hit a home run or not until the fans started reacting because you didn't see the ball go over the fence. I mean, it just was terrible, man. Back in the day, you could see the Oakland Hills out, outside of the stadium. It was great. It really was. I used to love going to the A's games, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them end up in uh, Las Vegas as well in a few years, depending on how everything shakes out in, uh, in the city of Oakland. Final text of the show comes from Matt from the 916. And before I get into what Matt in the 916 says, I got to hit the alarm one time. Because Matt in the 916 is a new booty. So Matt in the 916, this is what he has to say on his text message. He says, hey Q, it's Matt from the 916 and I'm a new booty. Just wanted to say I appreciate all you do to make sure we have the realest Raiders podcast there is. Straight up. If you leave, I'm not listening anymore. You have the best insight there is. Have a good one. Thank you so much for that text, my man. Again, that was Matt in the 916. I appreciate you. Appreciate the support of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in each and every day, and thank you for chiming in as well. Make sure it's not your last time that you chime in, and you can hit me up at any time at 707-654-4693. So that's going to do it for today's show. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Remember what it's all about, but also have some good times with your loved ones because, well, you know, hopefully it's a a little bit of downtime for you, and I know we've had a lot of downtime as of late, but, uh, you know, hopefully it's going to be a, a nice relaxing day for everyone so uh, thank you so much again for tuning into today's show coming up on tomorrow's show i'll have more news and notes of the day of course more calls and texts straight off that locked on radar podcast voicemail line maybe there'll be some progress on this jamal adams conversation uh, i did reach out to kirk morrison over the weekend and uh, he did hit me back and say that he was gonna uh, hit me on sunday and come up with a, a time that we can get together and well that didn't happen but that's okay because uh, i know he's super busy and i'm sure he'll hit me back at some point so maybe i'll have him on tomorrow's show not too sure i have a couple other uh invites out there for a couple other players to hop on the show so we'll see what happens but uh either way we'll have a good show for you on tomorrow's show so uh thank you again for tuning in have a great uh memorial day and uh, we'll talk on tuesday so as always raider nation just win baby